Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, His Name.
Frank M. Denton, was the designer of the electrical portion of the space suit umbilicals used by the astronauts in outer space. Many years ago, he has heard to describe the Apollo 8 mission in this way. As we gaze upward and observe the vastness of our universe, we should remember the verses of Scripture read by our Apollo 8 astronauts as they circled the moon on Christmas Eve. It was from the opening chapter of the Bible where it tells us how God in the beginning created the heavens and the earth. Our astronauts, with all their scientific knowledge and personal courage, realized within themselves how insignificant they really were as they traveled through the vastness of outer space around the moon. As King David the psalmist rightly expressed it, When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visited him? Mr. Denton further states, During a moon mission, astronauts aboard the Apollo Commander module leave the mothership and enter the lunar module, at which time they affix their spacesuit umbilicals. The umbilical supplies the astronauts with the necessary oxygen and pressure to sustain his life. Without it, in a space environment, he would perish instantly. One portion of the lifeline consisted of an electrical cable, which the astronaut connects into a mating receptacle on his spacesuit. This provides him with a two-way communication, enables him to relay back to Mission Control Center all the strategic data concerning his heart. Since the Bible says in Leviticus 17.14 that the life of all flesh is the blood, it becomes obvious why the conditions of the astronaut's heart is constantly monitored. As a designer of the electrical portion of the space suit's umbilicals, I had one thing in mind when assigning the reference designation of P-316 and P-317 to the plugs of the commander's umbilicals and the lunar pilot's umbilicals. I realized that in order for the astronauts to have perfect communication with mission control and the Apollo command module, they would first have to connect in the mating receptacles located in the front of their spacesuits, which would assume the reference designation of J-316 and J-317. This means that the astronauts will have perfect communication with Earth through J-316 and through J-317. No other reference designation so completely pictures the meaning of John 3.16 and John 3.17, which make up together the eternal message of the Bible. Listen to these two verses tell us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent his Son not in the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Eternal life can be yours simply by believing these two verses with all your heart. Not only can you have perfect communication, but also perfect communion as well as peace with God. Just as the spacesuit umbilicals is a lifeline for the astronauts, even so the Lord Jesus Christ can be your eternal lifeline if you only connect the message of God's love into your heart. Won't you do it today? Listen now as Grace Kids Camp sings for us this beautiful song entitled, Majesty.
you are listening during the morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. We invite you to listen to or watch our church services. Our church services are on Facebook Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altoonabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 a.m., 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you would have any questions concerning any of our church services, please call the church office at 942-2131. Listen now as Nancy McClellan plays for us on the piano this lovely song, In Christ Alone and with Jesus Paid It All. The Great Wall of China has been the subject of many documentaries. It was without a doubt the longest ribbon of stone and mortar ever constructed by man. It ran for hundreds of miles along the Chinese frontier, separating the Chinese people from intruders and enemies. We are told that nearly 1,200 years were spent building the wall, and when it was complete, an army could not possibly penetrate or surmount the barrier. It is so well constructed that it could not fall or be destroyed. However, it did not need to fall. Three times enemies entered China by walking through the gates by simply bribing the gatekeepers.
the great barrier did not fail in its duties. Those who were responsible for guarding it were derelict in their trust. Historians agree that every civilization has distinguished and collapsed from internal forces rather than military conquest. Ancient Rome is an outstanding example. While it was besieged by foreign invasions, Rome collapsed only after bribery and corruption had riffed for generations. In ancient account of Job, when Satan wanted to afflict Job, God prescribed the limits of how far he could go. Satan acknowledged this by saying that you have sent a hedge about him and his house and all that he has. And the New Testament tells us that God set the same kind of spiritual protection around everyone who has put their trust in Jesus Christ as their Savior. We read in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 13, that God is faithful, who will not permit you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation make a way of escape. It is often said that no sin to be tempted, the sin is in yielding to that temptation. However, we invite temptation and fool around seeing how close we can come to the sin without giving in, and we're on pretty dangerous grounds. We're not taking advantage of the wall of security that God has built around our lives. Instead, we are encouraging the gatemen to let the enemy through. The way of escape from temptation is, of course, living closely to the one who has conquered sin itself, the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen now as the ABC youth sing for us this wonderful song, Sing of My Redeemer.
Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors will be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for a Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is Rightly Dividing the Word of Truth, the Day of the Lord versus the Day of Christ. Isaiah chapter 34, verse 8. For it is the day of the Lord's vengeance and the year of recompenses for the controversy of Zion. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8, "...who shall also confirm you to the end, that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ." 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1 and verse number 2, "...but at the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night." The day of the Lord, and not the day of Christ, nor the day of Lord Jesus Christ, not speaking of the rapture of the church, the body of Christ. The day of the Lord comes the thief, that is his unexpectedness. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3, For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. The birth pains going through the tribulation period intensify. Seal judgment, trumpet judgments, the vile, the bold judgments. Verse number 4, But ye, brethren, not darkest, that that day should overtake you as a thief. What day? He's speaking of the context, the day of the Lord again, and not the day of Christ. Verse number 5, You are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. John chapter number 9 verse 4 says, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. The day of the Lord is an extended period of time beginning with God's dealing with Israel after the rapture of the church, the body of Christ. The day of the Lord extending through the 70th week of Daniel, through the second coming of Christ, extending through the millennial kingdom reign, and extending unto the creation of the new heaven, the new earth, and the new Jerusalem. And again, it would also include, we know in Revelation chapter 20, dealing with the great white throne judgment. The church, the body of Christ, has nothing to do with the day of the Lord. We have already been delivered from the wrath to come. 1 Thessalonians 5, 9, For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. The doctrinal belief and emphasis is upon the pre-tribulation rapture of the church, the body of Christ. That's why myself and here at the Altoona Bible Church, we believe in that doctrine and the understanding of the pre-tribulation rapture because you just read in 1 Thessalonians 5, and I would encourage you to reread it, we're not of that day, the day of the Lord. 
the day of Christ or the day of the Lord Jesus Christ is about the reward seat of Christ. And recently we talked about the reward seat, the Bema seat, the judgment seat. It's, it's about rewards. It's not about our sins because they've been forgiven through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, through the cross of Christ. It is about rewards or loss of rewards, listen, but not about loss of salvation because we are eternally secure in the Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 2 verse 16, holding forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. 1 Corinthians 9.24 Knowing not that they which run, run a race, they run all, but one receives the prize, so run that you may obtain. You see, dealing with the Greek games of the time, the ancient Greek games, they ran, and they ran for a prize, and it goes on. What were they running for? They were doing it for a corruptible crown, but when we do it as believers, it's an incorruptible crown. Verse number 25 says, And every man that strives for the mastery is tempered in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown. Why? Because the crowns that back at this time were not the gold medal, the silver medal, the bronze medal. It was a crown made of garland with flowers that would perish. They do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible crown. Because that is dealing with the rewards for the church, the body of Christ. That is the the day of Christ. That's what he is speaking upon. Do you understand and see that there's an absolute difference between the day of Christ, the day of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the day of the Lord? Which day is the day for the church, the body of Christ? It's, It's the day of Christ. Which day is not for the church, the body of Christ, and why? That's the day of the Lord. Remember, John was caught away in the spirit to the day of the Lord, and God tells him, the things that you see, John, you write it down in the book. And what does John, what does the book of Revelation involve? It's the unveiling, it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. And what does he see? He sees the things with the day of the Lord, the Lord's day, Revelation 1, 9 and one ten. What does he see? He sees the tribulation period. He sees the second coming of Christ, the millennial kingdom, great white throne judgment, then it has a new heaven, new earth, new Jerusalem. There's nothing about the church, the body of Christ in the book of Revelation. That's why we need to rightly divide the word of truth, 2 Timothy 2.15. And we do, we see that you have a two-fold program of God. One dealing with the nation of Israel, prophecy, versus the church, the body of Christ, which involves mystery. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 18 tells us that the preaching of the cross to them who perish, it's foolishness, but to us who are saved, it is truly the power of God. Romans chapter 5, verse 1, therefore being justified by faith that we have peace with God. So we can speak of the day of the Lord, the day of the Lord Jesus Christ, the day of Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 2 says, Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior? If you've never trusted Him, you need to trust Him right now, right where you're at, before it's eternally too late. Because the only way of salvation is by faith and trust the Lord Jesus Christ and His Christians, and we need to be living and serving God.
You have been listening to Join the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Good morning, good morning.